0: All right,
2: before we bring in the goth ninjas, let's talk after-party. Every Friday, Kimberly Johnson and I record a fourth podcast each week, but this one is different from the usual Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday shows. The Friday after-party podcast is loaded with all the politics you want, while also including uncensored, completely obscene conversations about sex, drugs, movies, television, our personal lives, all the stuff we can't get away with on the free show, and it's generating all kinds of comments and conversation on our Patreon page at bobseskashow.com. Don't miss out on all the action. Please help support this show by subscribing to our Friday After Party podcast for just $10 per month. That's show.com or just click the all caps Patreon link beneath the logo at bobseska.com. And now let the cartoons begin.
1: It's almost time, kids. The clock is ticking. Be in front of your TV sets for the horathon. And remember the big giveaway at nine. Don't miss it. And don't forget to wear your masks. The clock is ticking. It's almost time. Happy
4: Happy Halloween! Halloween, Halloween. Happy Happy Halloween! Super happy Halloween! Bob I'm the devil
2: kindly and do these threats. The Bob Seska Show. <laughs> so festive today. From Nations capital, it is Thursday, October 31, Halloween Day 2019. And this is the Bob Seska Show presented by BubbleGenius.com. This is the greatest goddamn soap ever. Hi, what's up? My name is Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi, date, uh, what is it? Day 1015 of the Trump crisis, day 38 of the impeachment of Donald Trump, 367 days until the 2020 presidential election. And it's the Halloween edition. Let's bring in the God Ninjas. It's uh, Jody Hamilton from the From the Bunker podcast, from-the-bunker.com, dash also sexyliberal.com, and T-Rex David Ferguson with his teeny tiny little arms. from the t-rex report podcast patreon.com slash the t-rex report support all these shows please or i'm gonna tp your house (laughs) on halloween night i'm gonna leave a flaming bag of poo on your front doorstep you watch i'm gonna be the guy dressed (laughs) as batman
4: (laughs) <laughs>
2: but I'm gonna wear the. Uh, I'm gonna wear one of the old uh, costumes that we used to wear in the 1970s. The ones that were toxic, like plastic, toxic right. plastic. Right. Yeah, the with stretchy that string. I was. I still wear one. I'm wearing one, in fact, right now. No! I'm barely fitting into it. <laughs> yeah, I I, d-
3: I didn't know that they made existential crisis <clears throat> costumes. It's <That's> really impressive.
2: <laughs> um. <laughs> That's right. Well, I mean, the good news. With well, speaking of existential crisis, we got to jump right in with this. If you have any doubt, it's yeah. gonna take him out Ukraine. We're not, we're not there yet, but today was a he big fucking day. Like big fucking deal today uh, in the House of Representatives. They have officially approved the resolution uh, for the public impeachment process. Yeah. So that was a big deal. I think, what... Two, and of course i go right to the bad news <laughs> two democrats voted against it which is weird what's wrong with them bruce bartlett tweeted this uh, just a few minutes ago he said yeah, thanks uh, thanks to those two democrats donald trump can go around saying that he got bipartisan rejection <laughs> of the Jesus. impeachment uh, resolution regarding the rules and everything the procedure they're going to use of course the republicans are all whining about it fuck them everyone was complaining uh on the republican side of course that this is some big uh trespass against due process that uh mm-hmm. the democrat you know it's just like the goalposts are always right. moving it doesn't matter what the democrats do the republicans mm-hmm. are still going to say the same goddamn thing and i i apply this of course to the election no matter who we end up nominating Next year. That that person's going to be a trans bathroom loving communist.
3: That's what I kept saying, you know, back during the Obama administration was like, I wish I lived under the mad socialist, like societal <laughs> yeah. dismantler that they yeah. keep saying Obama is because we would have free medical, free health care. Right. You know, and but no, I mean, yeah, you know. no, no matter who, never underestimate the right wing puke machine's ability to make. Call things things they are not.
2: Well, I was really happy with Nancy Pelosi today, though, um, because I think she reinforced something that uh, most, if not all, members of uh, of Congress on the Democratic side need to observe, which is that they need to uh, take the the somber approach. Somber. Yeah. So somber. <laughs> need to be somber, serious, sober. I think sober, you said T-Rex earlier that sober is the better way to, to put this. And I, I sober minded, yes. Sober minded. I would completely agree with that. It's not so much about appealing to the Republicans or trying to convince the Republicans of anything, because they're never going to be convinced. But to me, right. it's about it's about the PR effort. It's about continuing to stoke those approval numbers for the impeachment inquiry, for impeachment plus removal. You you know, as soon as the Democrats start acting like flailing chimps, hurling their feces all over the place, just like the right. Republicans are doing, then that's when everyone goes, "Ah, you know what? These are a bunch of clowns. We don't have to support these clowns. They're doing this for partisan reasons, not for legitimate law enforcement reasons." Which mm. is really what they're doing. This is a this is an indictment they're proceeding with. It's obviously, I mean, it's, exactly.
3: they, it's their approach to. Pretty much every time they get caught doing something, yeah, the normal me- movement of the government machinery becomes a deep state coup. <laughs> right, <you laughs> that's know, right. Under, and it's like, but I feel like Nancy Pelosi is being a smart skydiver. If you've ever been skydiving, mm-hmm. you know everybody checks their own parachute. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Like, you go over and you make sure it is packed exactly like it's supposed to be packed. You pack it yourself. Uh Because it's your parachute, and if it doesn't work, it's kind of on you. So, like, I feel like Nancy Pelosi is just checking the guide wires, making sure everything's tied properly, you know, just like, they're going to come for us. She knows. And so... She's like, we're going to dot every i and cross every t and get everything all together and right. you know be unassailable.
2: I mean, what we need more than anything else is for the Democrats to just continue to behave like adults. And I think imploring them to do that, reinforcing this through her public remarks, were super duper important because I mean, mm-hmm. again, you know, you contrast. It's going fast. Yeah, I mean, this it, is
3: happening. I mean, we were all you know six months ago, three months ago, even we were like ripping our hair out and screaming and wailing and gnashing our teeth about public. Yeah. And then uh, Nancy. Let's see. Hit the g- big go button. Yeah, and uh, it's going
2: right, right. Well, this is uh, all very exciting. Um, th- we, you know what? We have to play a little bit of a game right now. You guys want to play a game? You want to do a, yeah. like a little, little bit of a word game? I think. Let's bring. This.
0: Sure. Okay.
3: Oh, God, gonna... <laughs> I. Ha- I hate fun.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I we're gonna fun.
0: we're gonna
2: play. What the fuck did Kevin McCarthy just say? Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. where's, where's my studio audience? Yeah, thank you for finally applauding the little game that we're playing, <laughs> this stupid, silly little game. You know, Kevin McCarthy has trouble speaking. I don't know if you guys know this, but he, Kevin McCarthy, if the Republicans had retained the House of Representatives last year, if the Democrats hadn't taken over, Kevin McCarthy would be the Speaker of the House right now. Right. Mm-hmm. Kevin McCarthy would be the Speaker of the House, and Kevin McCarthy can't speak. That's one of the great ironies of our time. Here's an example of how Kevin McCarthy is unable to say words that make any sense. This is Kevin McCarthy a couple of years ago talking about Iraq and Syria, et cetera. Let's listen to this.
1: This safe zone would create a stem, of flow of refugees, what, what, unlike during the what? surge in Iraq. When Petraeus and Crocker had an effective politically strategy Politically strategy To match the strategy. military strategy As opposed, to,
2: as opposed to the military strategy Which everyone <laughs> <laughs> pronounces it That's the traditional pronunciation of military, military. military. It's military, right? Related
1: Israel military. while bolding places like a Iran bolding. The abs- he's, he's, We're bolding
2: places like Iran, don't you see?
1: <laughs> don't you get that, Jody? We're, we're <laughs>
2: bolding from a politically strategy Sense
1: of Leadership right. <laughs> over the past six years has had a horrific consequences all across the globe. What?
2: In the past few <laughs> years alone, has a horrific consequences. Something's wrong. He's way. like the Dan Bongino of Steve
3: King's. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it, is he reading something? Did somebody write that? And he's, I, I I'm yes. confused. Yes.
2: Someone is. Uh, someone wrote that for him. These are prepared remarks that he's speaking. This is the most amazing wow. thing. In fact, I've got like 12 other clips from the same. Set of remarks And they're equally As nonsensical oh But this is my favorite one And also because Not only because of Military What did he say? Mil- military strategy Military Military He also makes up a country like Just like Donald Trump He was like He was way ahead of Donald Trump In making up Fake nations <laughs> In the world He's about to He's about to make up a nation here Called Hungria which, oh, Hungria. Know, yeah, Hungria. next to Nambia.
3: <laughs> that's right. It's it like, shares a border with Colorado and Nambia.
2: That's right. It's one of those fake countries from the West Wing, you know. It's like one of, those, <laughs> one of those countries that Aaron Sorkin just invented for the sake of creating an episode. I
1: have visited Poland, Hungria, Estonia, Hungary. Russia, and Georgia. Hungary. Yeah.
2: So, Hungary. Kevin McCarthy visited Hungria, which is amazing. Well,
0: sometimes I get Hungria.
2: <laughs> What's amazing... Me too. <laughs> I get hungrier for hungria. Sometimes I just <laughs> have a You just make T Don't Rex. Jody, damn it. T Rex is choking.
0: Like I'm sorry, David.
2: I'm
3: now going to choke to death live on the air on my own saliva. Thanks to you, Jody Hamilton. This is I'm on sorry. you. I'm <laughs> sorry. Ah, yeah. All uh, right. Well, you know,
2: that. Hungrier, you brought her. Um, yeah. <laughs> You know, he, he spoke today, of course, to lash out against the impeachment, and it wasn't quite as nonsensical as the Hungria speech, but let's try to figure out what the fuck Kevin McCarthy is talking about here.
1: This is the moment that history will write. History will ask you when you cast this vote, when you cast a vote to justify something that has gone on behind closed doors, I want you to ask the historian and answer the question. <laughs> what? Ask the historian. We have, wow. we have to make sure, okay,
2: everyone take notes. We have to ask the historian. The historian.
0: The historian.
3: Well, <laughs> yes, when it, history asks you what your vote was gonna be, you tell history, it doesn't really matter, it's time you got off the couch and got your own place. Okay, You know. all and- <laughs> right,
1: maybe that's it. <laughs> I want you to ask the historian and answer the question. What do you know that happened there? What do you know Somebody's that happened there? In the Have you read anything that took place that you just justified? Just justified. Wow. What do you believe the definition of due process is? Okay, that made sense. What do you think the First <laughs> Amendment? I was say, amendment lucky, is? lucky that? shot. It's
2: a lucky
1: shot. <laughs> yeah, he just.
3: He's thinking he does the- it with such confidence, too, is the thing that he just sort of rolls over these yeah. things. He never hesitates. He just confidently <laughs> announces bats and monkeys have flown out of my ass.
2: You know what the point? Pa- like- he paused there. And you know why he paused after saying that one little chunk? It's because he was thinking to himself, oh, finally nailed it. I finally got this. I didn't <laughs> right, right. screw it up. Unlike the time I said, historian. <laughs>
3: Aha. A historian.
2: You You know what a historian is? That's a historian that documents the history of hussies. Do
1: you have the right to have a voice or only the words that you agree with? Hmm? You may get elected in a primary, but in a general election, you're elected to represent the people of America, not to deny their voice.
2: Okay. What the hell is Kevin McCarthy talking about? Any guesses?
0: What is talking about? No. I don't know.
2: I don't know. I think he's talking about, let's see, I'm going to be generous with Kevin McCarthy here because they lost a big time today and it's really sad yeah. for them, you know, in this somber, so somber. Somber, so somber. somber yeah. So somber. So somber. <laughs> I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and think that he's saying to his caucus, think about tomorrow. Think about what people will write A thousand years from now, about this period of time, Instead, he said something about it. Right. And take a, that
3: and put it through a mental meat grinder. <laughs> That's right. So, and the resulting slurry is what comes out of Kevin McCarthy's mouth.
2: Slurry. That's a nice way to put it. That's exactly what he's uh, responsible for. You know, Charlie Pierce said this. This is so funny. Uh, Charlie Pierce's Twitter feed. You've got to be following oh, it if yeah, you're not it's already. It's fantastic. Uh, Charlie said uh, right after that speech, he said, House Republican leader Kevin McCarthy is such a perfect specimen of the successful, mediocre. White man, that they ought to oh, stuff yeah. him and stand him up in the Smithsonian.
4: <laughs> awesome, awesome. The great nice. Charlie
2: Pierce. Yeah, yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Donald Trump, of course, had a whiny temper tantrum. Shocker! There, he never has whiny no. temper tantrums. This really, a rare thing. <laughs> He only—he's so stoic and together. It's amazing when you see him come unspooled uh, like this.
3: Unlike that drama queen, Obama. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Like every day it was just some other crisis, just yeah. screaming and.
2: Uh. Right, right. I mean, every time you turn around, Obama said nothing but, uh, "Oh my God, why is the world so unfair to me and my friends? Why are you being so unfair? You're so unfair, you stupid, awful people." Um, did you listen?
3: Did you listen to his eulogy?
2: For yeah, For, yeah, for uh, Elijah Cummings. Cummings Yeah Oh my god It was great Yeah, yeah of course it, it was, was great Of course it was great uh, It was like
3: Three Two One Tears And then the rest of the time It was just me
2: <laughs> sitting there like That's right Even he Even did he like, provide a countdown For you too Did he say Okay T-Rex Get ready Three Two One <laughs> David Ferguson's gonna cry Starting now Go
3: Now yeah, it no. was in the production feed. <laughs> I was getting it in my earpiece. They were actually playing me Carrie's song.
2: Okay, and by the way, we have a new Carrie Hamilton song that we have to debut on the show. I think I'm going to do it maybe. Oh uh, God! Next week, sometime in November. <laughs> so get ready, okay. David. It's going to be on a I Thursday. Will... So <laughs> hang on. Make sure you have <laughs> I'm tissues. I'm sorry, David. Yeah.
0: I'm sorry, David. I'm sorry. I know. I know the song. I'm sorry. <laughs>
3: Maybe I to, a fainting couch. I'll yep, do it. Yeah. Maybe yeah. I should
0: just send you the one that w- w- that's about schizophrenia and multiple personality <laughs> <laughs> disorder. Uh, maybe I'll send you that one.
3: That might hit a little close to home.
0: Um, <laughs> <laughs>
2: Okay, well, here was uh, Donald Trump's statement and reaction to the impeachment vote today. He said, uh, the president has done nothing wrong and the Democrats know it. Nancy Pelosi and his Democrats' unhinged obsession with this illegitimate impeachment proceeding does not hurt President Trump. It hurts the American people. No, it doesn't. No, no. sorry, this is great. This is another
3: one he didn't write.
2: No, no. Well, I don't know. It's got maybe. too
3: many big words. Did oh, you yeah. spell illegitimate properly?
2: Uh, yes,
3: yes. Okay, he didn't write it.
2: Okay, yeah. And by the way, you know what? Those, those misspellings are deliberate. I'm going to just repeat that again. Okay, so it continues
3: here. Did we talk about the fast food signs and the misspellings?
2: Uh, no, no. They do, right you know,
3: you're driving by Wendy's and it says, try our five new salads. <laughs> they left the E off the five. <laughs> And it's intentional because yeah. you drive away and you're like, God damn it, I wish... That, and they're like, Wendy's has five salads? You know? <laughs> yeah,
2: see, hey, like, you know what? That's perfect. That's a perfect way to describe what's going on at the White House. I think that's what they're doing. I think they're getting everyone to pay attention by throwing in ridiculous misspellings where they'll put a word that or a letter that is nowhere near the actual letter that they meant. So it wasn't like a slip of the finger. He was like, this is a deliberate misspelling. Or they'll also add letters, like with Mark Esperanto. But that's beside the point.
3: That's it- my favorite. I really, like, I think that Mark Esperanto and Pierre D'Electo is the porn <laughs> names. They're the porn names of the year. You know, like, those <laughs> yeah. two characters. Yeah. Like, yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, it's always been my porn name. I don't I don't know why you're just now <laughs> observing this, but I've been Pierre D'Electo since 1978. <laughs> You know. you know, they
3: say you take your like first pet and the street you grew up on to uh-huh. make your porn name. That uh-huh. would make me Bob Mustang.
2: Oh, my God. Wow. So your first pet's name was Bob? Here's a cat named Bob. Yep. Wow. Bob. Oh, that's great. Bob. It's yep. also Donald Trump's favorite pet name. Bob.
0: Um, Phoebe Doheny. Mine <laughs> yeah. is Phoebe Doheny.
2: Oh, is it really? Phoebe uh,
3: uh-huh. Doheny. I would, uh-huh. I, would, I would go to her stand-up.
2: <laughs> my, <so>. my porn <laughs> name. You, you know. want to know my porn name? My porn name would be Ebony Magdalene.
0: That's fantastic. That's
2: wow. She's amazing. Yeah.
3: Like She's like she's like that Cleopatra Jones of porn, you know? Right, like, right.
2: Okay, so back to this Ebony thing. Magdalene.
3: This is, that may be a new album title or something. Anyway, go on. Ebony Magdalene. That's the name right? of your new ba- that's the, the, name
2: name, of the band. That's the name of your band, David.
3: That's
0: it. There's your band name, David. Thank you.
3: You can't call your, your band Ebony <laughs> anything when
2: you're four white guys. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, that's true, but it would be
2: ironic, I guess, exactly. if we could get there away you know. with it. Um. Nope. <laughs> okay, Not so- Not going to
3: wade into that particular culture right now. It, there's enough appropriation going on already.
2: All right, well, back to Donald Trump's statement about the impeachment. He continued on here. Instead of focusing on pressing issues that impact real families like reducing gun violence, passing the USMCA, improving health care, lowering prescription drug costs, securing our southern border and modernizing our aging infrastructure, all of which the Democrats actually are doing in the Mm -hmm. House. I mean, other than the USMCA, which is bogus. The Democrats are choosing every day to waste time on a sham impeachment, a blatantly partisan attempt to destroy the president. Well, he earned it. I mean, what do you want them to do? (laughs)
0: Yeah, he asked for it.
2: With today's vote, Speaker Pelosi and the Democrats have done nothing more than enshrine unacceptable violations of due process into House rules. Speaker Pelosi, Chairman Schiff, and the Democrats conducted secret behind closed door meetings that 47 Republicans were invited to participate Uh in, blocked the administration from participating and have now voted to authorize a second round of hearings that still fails to provide any due process whatsoever to the administration. That is also false. The Democrats want to render a verdict without giving the administration a chance to mount a defense that is unfair, unconstitutional, and fundamentally un-American. Once again, more whining from the president. Oh, my God. Stop uh, whining. And also, yeah. just like,
3: you know, he did not. There is n- that's a, That kind of sentence structure is so far beyond him at this point. Like Those all, those <laughs> yeah. are not his vocabulary words. No. And he, like I said, he only has 200. So he didn't say anything was beautiful. He didn't say anything was phony. Yeah. He didn't say, any, you know, like all the, the, the key words that you know he wrote it are not in there. This is like some Oh yeah, no, this is from, this is the
2: press secretary. I think this is the press secretary who wrote this and I don't even know what the press secretary's name is because we haven't seen a single press briefing from the, uh, from the West wing since Sarah Sanders, Sarah Sanders left the white house in disgrace. Um, okay. Uh, Can we come back from this? I mean, can our country really ever recover from this?
3: We have beclowned ourselves before the world. We We have have completely just like screwed the pooch and it's,
2: I mean, your question, that's the question I've been asking for, well, since uh, Election Day 2016. Mm -hmm. Like, can we recover from this? Can we repair the damage? Can we fix things in a nation where traditions have longstanding resonance throughout time? For example, I always go back to the very first example of a presidential tradition, George Washington deciding not to run for a third term, resigning Mm -hmm. his commission from the military before he stepped into the Oval Office. These are all things that he voluntarily did that became traditions, but, I mean, it was... But he had a
3: president desk and a business desk. (laughs) And, And they, you know, he was able... To be president and have a business (laughs)
2: desk. Oh yeah. I know. I know. Oh yeah. But I mean that's the problem. Yeah, I just uh, mm, I mean mm, when Donald Trump acts like this, and that's why I'm so relieved that this impeachment process is moving forward, because You don't have to convict the guy in order to send the message that, you know what, you behave like this, you're going to get slapped down by the United States Congress, by the good people at the other end of Pennsylvania Avenue. And that's why this is so important, because we do have to come back from this. We do have to continue on. Long after Donald Trump is dead, we're going to still be standing here going, all right, well, how do we continue to fix what Donald Trump did years ago? But I mean, you know, there's going to have to be an entire series, probably of, uh, I would say constitutional amendments have to be proposed Mm -hmm. and passed to solve some of the, to close some of these breaches, some of these loopholes that he's exposed with his behavior. And there's just, there's too many things that are left to chance. There aren't enough things that are actually enforceable. And I think getting rid of this uh, OLC uh, memo inside the Justice Department is Mm going to be a big Part of that process, I think, eliminating uh, mm-hmm. forms of nepotism. I think reinforcing emoluments and so on, getting ma- making sure what's that what's
3: up if- with the OMC memo? What's I mean? What we knew that I knew there was a court date and there was a hearing, and the judge was like, "These don't have the bearing of the law."
2: Yeah. Well, that Where ju- do they go now? Yeah, that was the, uh, the Manhattan DA. That was that right. lawsuit to get the uh, uh, tax returns, I think. Taxes, right. The president is not above the law. The president must right. be held accountable. I mean, the unitary executive theory is a theory for a reason. It's not codified. It's just an interpretation that some Republican authoritarians seem to believe in. And, and yet another thing that needs to be closed down as rapidly as possible. And I think that's why if we have... Um, a Democratic president, I think, well, and certainly a Democratic Congress, that needs to also happen too.
0: Yes.
2: Uh, one of the things that has to be shut down is the unitary executive theory. All kinds of presidential mm-hmm. powers d- pulled back, just like after Watergate, because if the next Donald Trump is going to be far worse than this Donald Trump, if the trend well, continues, yeah, the
0: next one will be smart.
2: Yeah, that's and that's the nightmare scenario mm. that a smart Trump comes along.
3: Yeah. See, I believe there's a self-limiting thing on these ideas, though. Like, yeah. You can only be so smart and be a racist.
2: Yeah, that's you know? true. Like, yeah. It,
3: it's, it's like once you get beyond a certain level of smartness, the empathy kicks in. Mm-hmm. And the, the idea that, you know, just for an accident of birth, that could be me yeah. facing a similar set of circumstances. So mm-hmm. I don't think the next Trump will be smart. Well, I my, just think that he'll be probably more charismatic and maybe even like good-looking yeah. and that would be a huge problem.
2: My concern is Junior. I, I think Junior's got yeah. a shot. I think Ivanka also has a shot, given the rabid nature of the red hat cult. I think they're looking. Uh, once Donald Trump goes away, they're going to be looking for a substitute, and where better to find that substitute in Donald Trump Jr. with his hobo beard? Um, in fact, Don uh, Jr. was on uh, <laughs> and his
3: inability to sit on things like a human.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Junior was on Hannity last night. Here, uh, once again, Junior yeah. being completely oblivious as to his yeah. own background and history completely forgetting always. He knows. He knows he's the beneficiary of nepotism. He understands that. He's just lying to Fox News. And of Mm -hmm. course, Fox News and the Red Hats will go along right right with it. They don't care about the facts. All they care about is winning. And so this is Don Jr. last night uh, talking about how Hunter Biden, Hunter Biden got all these advantages. That would never happen to me. Except I wish my name
3: name was Hunter Biden. (laughs) Biden. I could go abroad, make millions off of my father's presidency. I'd be a really rich guy. It would be incredible. But because my name is Trump, because if I took $1.5 from China, not $1.5 billion like Hunter, but $1.5, their heads would explode.
2: <laughs> he just what? has no clue, does he? He has no idea what he's all about. He would not be right. on Or Sean he Hannity. does,
3: and he is just furiously, like, you know, like hurling, like, projecting Yeah, like well, of mud. course. Yeah. Yeah. Right, think. right. But it's just...
2: He's, he's trying to I convince mean, his people. He's doing like a uh, uh, like a shell game thing. Like, look over at this thing. Look over at this shiny object so you don't see me actually doing the same damn damn thing myself. I, I mean, I'm is-
3: taking shits that are more self-aware than that. <laughs> <laughs>
2: you know? Well, the, I mean, the only reason, the great irony staring at us in the face with that clip is that... He wouldn't be on Fox News Channel right. if his last name wasn't Trump.
0: The thing that's amazing to me is that people watching him yesterday are believing what is coming out of his mouth.
2: Yeah, I know. But because, because they, Don- that's the surefire sign of a cult is they just believe everything that is said by, right. by the cult.
3: Your name is Donald Trump junior Junior.
2: (laughs) and you're trying to
3: paint yourself as a self-made man that's right
2: he's he's existing off of his family name he has money he has notoriety entirely because of his family name and then he's got this shell game going where he's saying hey look hunter biden you know just just surviving off of his dad's good fortune i mean
0: poor guy so pathetic
2: Um, All right, I want to talk about uh, Colonel Vindman here in just a second because there was a a bit of a revelation the other night that I found just uh, unbelievably satisfying, and this pertains exactly to something you've been saying since day one on this, Jody. So we got to talk about this uh, coming up here. It has to do with the non-transcript transcript transcript and Mm -hmm. how Colonel Vindman handled the, uh, the deliberate omissions from that mm-hmm. transcript where actual sections were stripped right out of it. We're going to talk about that in just one second. But first, we got to talk about plexidoim. That's what they mm-hmm. ed- that's how they pronounce it in Brooklyn. They call plexidoim. it. It's not plexiderm. It's plexidoim. Yeah, say, Here's a question. Plexidoim. Hey, do you feel younger than you appear? Do you have under-eye <laughs> bags, crows feet, wrinkles? Do they often add years to your... So now I'm suddenly lapsing into Larry King. Maybe I'll just do the rest of the part <laughs> of Larry King. <laughs> oh, That sting when someone thinks you're 10 years older than you really are. Crushing to the ego and the confidence level plummets. <laughs> Let's talk about a quick and easy fix. It is called ginkgo biloba. No, it's called Plexid- Plexidoim, a clinically studied serum that visibly eliminates wrinkles, crow's feet, and fine lines under eye bags in just a matter of minutes, and I'm going to stop talking like this because Plexiderm is going to get mad at me. Uh, yes. It's it's exactly what you need to win the battle against father time and restore your confidence that if you don't believe it, well, Larry King didn't believe it either. Now, see, now I'm endorsing Plexiderm as Larry King. Um, the fact is... I didn't believe it either until I actually tried We got a canister of Plexiderm here. Kimberly Johnson and I each wanted to run the test, see if this actually works. we said, oh, my God, it does. Ten minutes, and all those fine lines around our eyeballs were gone within a matter of minutes. And by the way, the effect lasts for hours, and you can put it under your makeup. So there you go. Go to TriPlexiderm.com. Use our code SEXYLIBERAL for 50% off plus an additional $10 off. 50% off, that's huge, plus an extra $10 off. This offer is only available by calling oh it's also available by calling 1-800-685-1292 and mentioning code sexyliberal. Plexiderm is backed by a 30-day money back guarantee. Visit triplexiderm.com today. Use the code sexyliberal at checkout. Again, that is triplexiderm.com with the promo code sexyliberal. Thank you so much.
4: The Bob Seska Show. <clears throat>
3: The Bob Zeska Show.
4: Here we are. The clues were loud and clear. They didn't want to hear what you're saying.
2: This is Gail Grazzaro. we star- And uh, a song called By All that, that We, we Can, Can that Do. And this is a uh, with, what's the name of the album? The name of the album is Beacons to Guide Me Home. Link in the description. Brand new to the show. always love debuting brand new music, brand new recording artists. Thank you for submitting uh, at bobsuska.com slash music. By the way, I uh, received confirmation that I have, in fact, been pronouncing Paul Melanson's name exactly correctly. I wasn't sure. Good for you. I wasn't sure there for a while. I was just guessing. But I got confirmation finally from Paul. Okay, uh, let's move along here uh, to uh, one of the heroes of this week, uh, Lieutenant Colonel Vindman, who uh, testified in just an explosive deposition on the Hill. And uh, one of the things that he told the uh, investigators inside the skiff. T-Rex um, is that oh, yes. uh, <laughs> I always think of your analogy of the underground uh, cavern and the, the boat. Yeah. Yeah. And yep. the boat. Yep. yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. The guy, the, what the death character and the, the skeleton and the hoodie,
3: the one eyed wizard.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I put him in a hoodie because I think that's more oh, modern see. instead of the cloak. Okay. Um, <laughs> one of the things that Colonel Vindman said is he actually uh, noticed that sections of the non-transcript transcript were deleted were omitted. And he actually struggled to reinsert those sections back into uh, the transcript. But I think the uh, the council, I, I, I want to say the uh, deputy White House counsel, John Eisenberg, moved the transcript to that secure classified server after Vindman raised concerns about Trump's behavior on the call. So how convenient is that? But one of the Mm. things that uh, I noticed, I went back through and read the transcript, and there was one section of the transcript that stuck out to me as far as where those ellipses are. And it goes like this. This is all part of the transcript. This is Donald Trump speaking on the call. He said, the other thing, there's a lot of talk about Biden's son, that Biden stopped the prosecution. And a lot of people want to find out about that. So whatever you can do with attorney general, that would be great. Biden went around bragging that he stopped the prosecution. So if you look into it, dot, 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 it sounds horrible to me. That dot, dot, dot. So it's this sentence right here. Biden went around bragging that he stopped the prosecution. So if you can look into it, dot, 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 I'm guessing that what was right there in place of that dot, dot, dot was if you can look into it, we'll release the Javelin missiles. Right, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. will release the military aid. I think that was one of the sections right there that explicitly stated the quid pro quo. And Donald Trump authorized the deletion of those remarks. So someone stripped that out of there. I want to find out who took the, the remarks out. I hope we eventually find out who that person is. But, Jody, you were on top of this from day one. You were timing out this transcript and determined that uh, there was all kinds of text that was potentially missing, where the actual timing of it was a lot... The timing of the non-transcript transcript, if you read it out loud is a lot shorter than right. the actual the half an length.
0: hour conversation. Half yeah. an hour mm-hmm. conversation. Mm-hmm. Fifteen to eighteen minutes. I just like saying eighteen, 18 minutes because it's so Nixonian. Yeah, mm. and
2: you know what? I've been trolling the president with the 18 mm-hmm. minutes thing. Because you know he keeps <laughs> keeps screaming about how the transcript, the, the conversation was a perfect conversation. Mm-hmm. He can't shut right. the fuck up about saying the perfect conversation. And uh, and so I always throw That's Seth like,
3: driving me insane. You know, I mean certain like misuses <laughs> that of his like the beautiful yeah. tra- piece of chocolate cake i mean i would be grinding my teeth about that <laughs> on my That's deathbed right. yeah yeah and i think this perfect phone call this perfect call it was a perfect call everything was it was perfect i yeah. had a perfect call well i say that to
0: my mother every time i talk to her <laughs> this is a right. perfect call it was a beautiful call nobody thinks anything was wrong with the call mom
2: yeah exactly Even you know if we yeah. have the most horrendous show in the world at the end of it i'll just go perfect show That was a perfect, perfect show. That was a flaw. The show completely (laughs) stuck to the tape. That's that's (laughs) David Letterman's way of putting. Uh, But again, I mean, this is is quite revealing. I mean, that that, that we now have confirmation that they edited Mm -hmm. this non-transcript transcript, transcript, that they took shit out. That was uh, uh, certainly damning as far as the charges go. And I'm just I'm wondering if there is a version laying around somewhere, if there's maybe an NSA intercept. I mean, because that would have to be the Mm -hmm. case. I would be shocked if NSA didn't have uh, some kind of documentation of this phone call, because I'm fairly certain they listen in on all of these overseas calls uh, Mm -hmm. just for the purposes of national security. I'll be interested to find that out. And I hope they at least have that because, you know, to have evidence Of, you know, like the missing 18 minutes from the Watergate tapes, you know, to know that, oh, yes, legitimately that content is missing, but we know what they are. That would be one step above Watergate because, I mean, Watergate, Mm -hmm. we never found out was on the missing 18 minutes, did we? Right. Mm. Because it was just erased, you know, just the classic scene. I always think of the Anthony Hopkins, Oliver Stone portrayal of Nixon where he's... He's just drunk and crying and praying in that little room where he's just fumbling with the tape and just hammered and taking pills by the handful. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I I like to imagine Donald Trump doing the same thing, except with transcripts. Meanwhile, attorneys for the anonymous whistleblower at the center of this whole shebang has received multiple death threats. Mm -hmm. There's a shocker. Uh, Mark Zaid. I mean, we talked to uh, his law partner, Bradley Moss, on this yes. here show uh, last week. And mm-hmm. uh fascinating conversation, of course. And his law partner, Mark Zaid, uh, you know, I said to Bradley in this conversation, I, said, I, I can't even imagine what Mark's email looks like. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I always think about that regarding many of the higher profile people on the left. Like, mm. I, I mean, can you imagine seeing a. Like AOC's mentions on Twitter, yeah. for example. <laughs> my God, talk about something to make your turn your hair white on and Halloween. It's
3: way worse, way worse for women online. Oh my it's God, so yes, much it, is. it is a whole different experience, and so many men don't realize that. I didn't realize it until you know I've it was shown to me. Yeah. My friend showed me her daily email intake and it was just like, Jesus Christ. mm mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so- that's
2: I, that's I'm constantly comparing notes with Kimberly about that because, you know, on uh, Twitter, you can open your DMS so that anyone, regardless of whether they follow you or your friends with them, they can still send you DMS. Like anyone can send me a DM mm. on Twitter. It goes into a special folder that you can't readily access right away. It's not in the same queue as the other DMs, but you can go in there, and usually what I get is a lot of, you know, like uh, spam and bots, things like that, and usually they're all like messages like "Hi cutie" or "Hi" or "Hello" or something like that, just like honey traps, basically. Um, right. Mm-hmm so that's the standard dm that i get on twitter and then meanwhile kimberly starts reading off her dms her you know open dms where she's also got her settings set so that anyone can dm her and the difference is astonishing how much more uh, rude and obnoxious and horrible the dms that she gets versus the dms that i get and while yeah, she's much more of an activist than I am, and she's dealing with a lot of um, issues that you know surrounding feminism and the equal rights amendment and so on, abortion issues, reproductive rights, etc. So you can only yeah. imagine the crazy That's like
3: emails. Catnip for trolls. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> times a thousand. Uh,
3: yeah. This friend of mine says that she has a theory that in a few years, like the internet is going to be just something that we use for work. Yeah, and like buying things, and the people are not going to just like hang out on the internet, and like it's because it's gotten, it keeps getting more horrible. Yeah, and it's full of bots, and you, it's just I don't know. It was an interesting theory, and I, I wish I could be more articulate about it. But she was just like, yeah, kids in a couple generations are just going to be like, ugh. That's for old people, you know? <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. Well, they're already like that about certain platforms. I mean, they're oh, yeah. definitely like... I
3: we, to- sh- we should all be off Facebook. None of us should be using Facebook. Yeah, let's talk but about we-
2: let's talk about Facebook and Twitter and everything like that because definitely in the news this week, uh, Twitter made w- one of the great moves, I think, one of the, the sharpest moves they've ever made. Great decision to ban political advertising worldwide on the platform, which is exactly what they should be doing. This is what Mark Zuckerberg should have done from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the funny thing about this is, and we'll get to Facebook here in just a second, but the funny thing about the reaction to Twitter's ban is that all of us normals are, you know, just applauding it and saying, thank you. Uh-huh. This is perfect. Great idea. I feel a lot better remaining on this platform. Uh, whereas Republicans, Trumpers, Red Hats, and surprisingly, not surprisingly, Russians are furious yes, at, are. Uh, at all of this. Yeah. Uh, first of all, I, Brad Parscale was the first one to go, this is bullshit. Brah! And you know why Brad Parscale is pissed off about the- He was uh,
3: counting on those bots.
2: <laughs> yes, because here's how it works for campaign managers and advisors. They get paid based on a percentage of the money that's spent on ad buys. And so their percentage is negotiable, as most people do, uh, in a high-profile position or a high-moneyed position. But uh, I'm fairly certain that Brad Parscale is getting a percentage of the ad buys, and that's how he's getting compensated. And I say compensated in quotes because I doubt Donald Trump pays anybody. Um, because that's always been his history. But he started screaming yesterday. He said, Twitter bans political ads and yet another attempt by the left to silence Trump and conservatives. Wouldn't be surprised if Twitter lifted the ban after 2020. And that's not going to happen. But they're pissed off, and no one else is. I wonder why that is. I wonder if that means they were planning on abusing that technology like they did... (laughs) You know, in 2016. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. What an enigma. Yeah, yeah.
3: A riddle wrapped in an enigma, wrapped in an unknowable
2: (laughs) thing. Yeah, they continued on to say, uh, Twitter just walked away from hundreds of millions of dollars of potential revenue. Oh, I love the concern trolling. Like, yeah, I think Twitter's already taken that into account, you fucking idiots. A very dumb decision for their stockholders. Will Twitter also be stopping ads from biased liberal media outlets who now run uh, unchecked as they buy obvious political content meant to attack Republicans? This is yet another attempt to silence conservatives, since Twitter knows President Trump has the most sophisticated online program ever known. (laughs) Nope, 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 nope. Another Somebody to, put his butt plug on eleven. This is the, uh,
3: <laughs> <laughs> he was coming out of the chair. <laughs> oh,
2: this is what they always do. This is how they manage to uh, grab, Game the, the refs. You know, grab the refs. Grab the nuts of the of the cable news people and the Sunday shows and the press in general and yank and yank and yank because of the alleged liberal media bias that doesn't exist. And now what does the media do? The media, especially the the Sunday shows and the cable news shows, They, you know, bring in way too many, way more conservatives on their shows than liberals. They overcompensate. And that's exactly the game plan here by hectoring social media, not to make it an even playing field, because this, what Twitter is doing is an even playing field. No one is allowed to advertise. But now they're presenting it as if it's somehow advantaging the left, that this across the board ban is somehow screwing over the Reddit. So unfair. So unfair. Fair is the whiny diaper baby re- mm-hmm. reaction that they're constantly spewing, farting forth from their disgusting faces. That then the end result is going to eventually be like, like with Facebook, that eventually the social media companies uh, collapse and acquiesce to uh, to all of this whining, and that's what Facebook has done. You want to see? What the, you want to know the problem with Facebook? Everything that has gone down with Facebook over the last two years has been a consequence of this exact move. This oh, my God, why are you being so mean and unfair to Trumpers? You hate Trumpers. You're being biased against us. So Facebook, in reaction to that, goes, oh, well, maybe we'll give them an unfair advantage. And it's part of that. Yeah,
3: and we'll stop fact-checking political advertising.
2: Well, right. Yeah, but right. I mean, Do you guys hear about what's going on with The Daily Wire? Um, I wrote a whole piece about this for uh, the Banter Newsletter, so uh, the link to that. It's a free read this week, so go to my Facebook page and read the whole thing. But mainly what's going on there is, uh, if you remember back uh, about a year ago, early October 2018, there was this gigantic thing they called The Purge, where about 800 accounts, including Kimberly Johnson's accounts, were summarily uh, disabled for life, I mean terminated. Thanos snapped in one, you know, move by Mark Zuckerberg. They all disappeared permanently. No warnings, no three strikes and nothing, no way to appeal the decision whatsoever. They just deleted 800 pages arbitrarily because they happened to contain political content. I could have very easily been one of those. But a lot of those were uh, liberal pages, right? Well, and the reason that those pages got banned, or especially the reason um, firsthand that Kimberly Johnson heard, they accused her of engaging in inauthentic behavior. Inauthentic behavior was the thing. Well, the Daily Wire, which is Ben Shapiro's uh, website and little media empire where there are podcasts and blogs and whatever that website has been engaging in literally inauthentic behavior, the same kind of behavior that they nabbed Kimberly and others on, which is that there's a small group of people that are controlling an array of pages on Facebook. Mm -hmm. And so you have maybe say, for example, one admin running a bunch of different pages and that is what they consider to be inauthentic behavior. The daily wire still getting away with it to this day. In fact, investigators, uh, reached out to Facebook and Facebook said, yeah, we know that's what's going on and we're just letting them do it. No problem. They can, they can keep doing that. That this is in react. This is entirely political. This is in reaction to the same liberal media bias whining that the Republicans have been doing since the 1960s for God's sake. And, uh, and now it's happening again with social media, where now basically, because uh, Mark Zuckerberg is such a sociopath and a wiener on top of everything else. <laughs> <laughs> I know, harsh a language. A wiener. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's amazing that, that he's just laying down and being utterly submissive to all of the red hats screaming. And it's uh, immensely, immensely frustrating. And meanwhile, well, the good news is they're at least banning dick-shaped produce so I'm I'm glad about that. Did you hear about this okay. guy? No. Yeah, you can't use the uh, zucchini emoji or the peach yeah. emoji to be oh god sexual right. anymore. You can use it, but you can't do it with sexual intent anymore. Whatever. We've got. I mean, why are we? I mean, Who uh, cares? it drives me insane that we.
3: Uh, so many people I'm connected to, I'm connected to through Facebook because I don't want to use it anymore. I yeah. don't want you know to be in the cattle car. Right. Uh, and it's just like. Yep. It's like smoking. It's like, what are you going to do, quit? You know, but it's just, you know.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, well, you know, lots more to talk about with regard to uh, Ukraine and the impeachment and everything else going on. We're going to take one last break and come back and, uh, and dig into more right after these words.
5: You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out, unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business
2: This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Yes, it is. Welcome back to the show today. This is a uh, band called Norway House. This is another song. We played a song by them uh, a couple of months ago. Another track from their brand new album. This is called Statue Man. And this is from uh, an album called Connor. That's the name of the album. Like the name, like it's like a guy's name Connor. And it was just released last month, so... Still has that new music smell, doesn't it? Yes. Okay. Very fresh. Very fresh, very Very new. Okay, so uh, Bill Taylor is going to be returning to Capitol Hill to testify publicly in the impeachment probe. Uh, Bill Taylor, uh, one of the most explosive depositions so far in the the, uh, investigation, and now he's going to be returning for the the public hearings. And uh, it's so funny... all of those hearings that we saw taking place behind closed doors like oh wow that's tantalizing I really wish I could see that happening publicly well now in many of the cases it's going to happen publicly they're going to basically yeah well and the
3: Republicans were like you know they had this big you know hissy fit last week because Mm -hmm. it was private and be careful what you wish for boys because okay fine you want public hearings you got them and now they're
0: complaining about that
2: yeah exactly yeah too little too late is what they're saying (laughs) It makes me crazy
3: that, like, I mean, they seem to have the attention span of, like, streptococcus bacteria with ADD. You know, it's just, like, it's just.
2: Well, as I said before, uh, Deputy White House Counsel, John Eisenberg. I don't know why I'm into that pronunciation now, but, you know, it's like John Eisenberg. I'm immediately going to Saul Rosenberg, and his eyes are going crazy. (laughs) Eisenberg. My name is John Eisenberg, and my eyes is going crazy. Uh, John Eisenberg moved the transcript of Trump's call to that secure server, as I was saying before. Vindman had been listening in on the call and told Eisenberg after it was over that Trump did what Trump did was wrong. Now, that's like, the to me, one of the big headlines. That's going to be like the, the title of a chapter in history books. The president did something wrong. There is a tidal wave now. I think some are calling it like a patriotism tidal wave. The people inside the White House now are coming forward with greater and greater frequency. Uh, Vindman being the first sitting official uh, from the National Security Council to go forward and, and to speak before uh, the uh, investigators in uh, closed door sessions, not publicly yet. Mm-hmm. And I'm, but I, I think they're grooming him to do public testimony too. I think he's going to be stepping forward publicly. Buzz was saying on Tuesday's show, "It's time to start popping. Start, time to start uh-huh. popping the popcorn." That would be one of them. When Vindman starts talking on the Hill in the public hearings, that's going to be must-watch television right there. Um, meanwhile, it was only after Vindman raised these concerns that Eisenberg recommended restricting access to a transcript of the call by placing it in a highly classified server. Vindman's account marks the first known instance of an impeachment witness providing a firsthand account that ties Eisenberg... To the decision to move the transcript, I'm not going to say it like that anymore. Uh, <laughs> I to like the, it. do you remember <laughs>
3: when we were all just crazy? It was like, Hillary mishandled classified information with this. Oh, I know. I know.
2: <laughs> they don't care because whatever Hillary does, all they have to say is Hillary Clinton email, and that's it. They don't need any corroborating evidence. They don't need any substance behind that. All they have to do is mention the words. And they are the triggers for the Red Hats to go nuts. That's all they need to do. Hillary emails. Oh, emails. I guess mm. that's bad. Uh, CNN's Dana Bash said she was hearing that Donald Trump might try to withhold campaign funds from vulnerable uh, Republican senators over their vote on impeachment. Yep. So essentially, Donald Trump is just bribing these guys. You know, if yep. you, want, you want campaign funds, you better be on my side. And if you vote against yep. me, no campaign funds for you.
0: That's another article of impeachment. Yeah. Is he the
3: head of the RNC? Is it, I mean, that is officially something he can do.
0: Yeah, of course. Well, he No, can. he's he's raising money for them, so he can hmm. stop doing that. Yeah, I guess. Well, yeah,
2: and a lot of times candidates will give their money to other candidates, mm-hmm. especially if they have uh, you know a surplus going on. But Donald Trump is uh, technically the head of the Republican Party. The president is yep. usually the head of his or her party. And so uh, that puts Donald Trump at the top of the heap and the ability to release money or to not release money to anyone he chooses, including himself, which he has done quite Mm. often. Uh, Dana Bash referred back to previous reporting from White House correspondent Caitlin Collins, who reported that uh, Mitch McConnell, this is fascinating, Mitch McConnell told Trump to back off on attacking Senate Republicans. So Mitch McConnell is trying to get a leash around Donald Trump's pumpkin head to try to keep him from uh, <laughs> from slamming guys like Mitt Romney, I guess. Uh, quote, he told him to stop attacking Senate Republicans because he told the president essentially the fate of your presidency lies in the hands of some of these people that you're going after, including people like Mitt Romney, who the president has been tweeting about furiously, said uh, Caitlin Collins. It is the president who controls tens of millions of dollars through the Republican National Committee, Bash said. That money is so critical for so many of these Republican senators who are in tough re-election contests. And so what I was told to watch for is whether or not the president says, these frontliners better not vote against me on impeachment because I will withhold funding for them for their reelection. Those are mm-hmm. real political tensions that are going on. See, it's not just that conviction vote. Because chances are the Democrats aren't going to be able to pick up the extra 19 Republican votes that they're going to need to convict unless there is something explosive and inescapable for Trump. But I doubt that's This going to happen. is what I
3: think is going to happen. Actually, I think that he's going to it's going to be in as it goes into the Senate and that zero hour approaches. He's going to get so frantic that he's going mm. to really fuck something up.
2: Yeah, maybe. Um,
3: and that's mm-hmm. going to. Push the Republicans. I I, I really, I, I don't know. I have this funny feeling that he's going to get convicted by the Senate. I could be wrong. I've been wrong about everything else. I do know, you know, one of the things that's interesting, the dynamic to watch for me with him and Romney, he hates Romney. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, Romney is everything that he is pretending to be. Yeah. Well, Romney's you know, got Romney integrity, is like an like actual John billionaire. Yeah, yeah. But he's mm-hmm. also like an actual blue blood. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's right. like, I mean, yeah. Trump's got money. He grew up rich, but he just doesn't have, I mean, he, just even the way that like Mitt Romney would put a napkin in his lap at meal just screams aristocratic, yeah, right? you know? And that was really kind of why he ended up being unelectable, I think, because it is just so a part of his DNA mm-hmm. that he is a, a Brahmin from the top tier of American wealth that, yeah. you know, he just has zero connection to the lives of ordinary people. And Trump is totally, Totally jealous of that because, you know, you take away Trump's money and he acts like a cab driver. Mm -hmm. And he just – he's got – like his family has got none of that natural – like aristocratic Kennedy-ish kind of like blue-blooded thing, and he just hates Romney. That's
2: Ford. why I call them the Fifth Avenue Clampets, because they're basically white trash who just happen to have a little bit of money, and then they don't. Yep. All of their expenditures, the 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 way they comport themselves, the and the things they surround themselves with, are just scream out nouveau riche. It just screams out mm-hmm. white trash. You know, just that right. that gaudy. A uh, tasteless gold-plated penthouse that they have. My God, With the marble walls. Yeah, marble mm-hmm. walls. It's like a uh. little, like a little boy who found a bag of money and then ran down to the mall and just bought a bunch of little boy things that he thinks, you know, rich people would buy. Uh, right. From from Spencer's <laughs> Spencer's. Yeah, exactly. Spencer's. That's perfect. And so he's lined his house with bullshit and it's just like columns and trying to look like he's a sophisticated rich man. But he never, ever will be. It's also sad. And, you know, you going back to what you were saying T Rex about how maybe there's going to be something happening at the 11th hour with Donald Trump under stress, blurting something or doing something terrible that will get him convicted. I keep thinking about that scene. Of course, I you know, everything lands back on Batman for me.
0: Um, <laughs> Always,
2: but in, in Batman Returns, remember what happens uh, with the Penguin? Danny DeVito's Penguin is he gets caught on tape insulting the people of Gotham. Right, like, right. I'm gonna play this stinking city like a harp from hell, and he's mm-hmm. and it's on tape and everything. There's videotape of him saying it. And so if there's ever a videotape of Donald Trump like condemning the congressional republicans or insulting their intelligence or something like that, I mean far mm. beyond anything that he's ever tweeted, but this would be videotape, almost like the the Access Hollywood tape, but instead right. of talking about grabbing pussies, he's calling like Mitch McConnell a pussy on videotape. Mm. That's what could swing those republicans away from right. supporting him on the uh, on the conviction front. But you have to also remember too a lot of the key votes are going to happen before there's ever a conviction vote. And those Mm -hmm. key votes, those procedural votes, only require a majority to pass or fail. So it's entirely possible that Donald Trump has already lost people like Mitt Romney, and he can't lose two more, because if he loses two more Republicans, uh, which, by the way, Joe Manchin now, big question mark. Uh, What is
0: up with him?
2: Pisses me off.
0: So angry at him right now.
2: Yeah. Donald Trump goes around <laughs> saying, oh, you know, the Democrats are great because the Democrats all stick together. Well, he has no fucking clue about what it's like to deal with a caucus that includes Joe Manchin. But yeah. I mean, let's say the. It's Leon- just sort
3: of, I think it's a sort of Masonic thing with the Hair Club for men. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know about you guys, but Rudy Giuliani butt dialed me twice this week. <laughs>
2: <right? laughs> yeah. Buzz said on Tuesday, I don't want to hear from his butt. <laughs> That's funny. That's um, where he's been talking out of
3: for the last five years. I mean, why should it be? A- <laughs> well,
2: again, I mean, you, you, if the Trump loses three Republicans, he's utterly screwed on the procedural votes. So we'll see how that all plays well, out. I mean, so it-
0: s- some of the people that that are not up for election or retiring could do that. Where his threat of withholding money doesn't mean anything to them.
2: Yeah. Yeah, Jeff absolutely. Blake. Yeah. <laughs> right,
0: right, and you
3: know, <laughs> I mean, Mer- Mer- Jeff Flake, Lisa Murkowski, and one, one other. Who would the other? Flake's be? out,
0: isn't he? Isn't he? He's retired. Flake's gone. Yeah, Flake's already gone. gone. Oh, he's yeah, he's gone. Already gone.
2: Okay. Yeah, I'm but
0: Murkowski, Susan Collins is worried. Yeah, Susan um, Collins, uh, and she's up for re-election, but she's worried that the Democrats going to take it, so she's she's a concern. There are a few of them that are like, because Romney's not up for election, and then there's a couple that are retiring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All they need are a few people to go. Yep. Uh-huh. We'll let this go forward, and they don't have to be. They might not be up for reelection for another four or five years. You know, four four years from now. You know, like twenty twenty four. He's going to be out by then.
2: You know, on the famous Senate vote on uh, the repealing the Affordable Care Act. I think it was the mm-hmm. skinny repeal or whatever the fuck they were right. calling it, and it was the famous one with John McCain doing the thumbs down at like one right. a.m.
4: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: um, the other two votes were Lisa Murkowski and who was the third one? Susan Collins.
0: May let me check let me let me do Yeah
2: check because that. again those three well not John McCain but let's say Mitt Romney in place of John McCain so John McCain Lisa Murkowski Susan Collins there goes Donald Trump's procedural votes right. because Mitch McConnell won't have enough votes to pass what Mitch McConnell wants to do to the trial But I mean, again, I'm getting way ahead of us because the big juicy thing that's gonna be happening probably within the span of the remainder of this year is the actual impeachment vote on the floor of the House, Mm -hmm. which is gonna be a monumental occasion where I'm gonna be just beating the hell out of uh, our celebratory music.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it was Susan Collins and Lisa Murkowski and John
2: McCain. Okay, gotcha, okay, perfect. So those could be the same three that could stymie procedural votes for Donald Trump. Mm So yeah, so Mitch McConnell's smart to tell Donald Trump to shut the fuck up when it comes to insulting other Republicans, but he's not going to be able to hold back. He's going to do it. In fact, Donald <clears> Trump <throat> is more likely to do it now than he was before because Donald Trump likes to push buttons. Donald like He likes to push boundaries uh, in terms of his behavior, like how far can I go? Or don't tell me I can't do something because now I'm going to do it. It was like my yeah. reaction to the eggplant um, decision by Facebook. <laughs> yeah,
0: I've never I, even done that. I'm now I want to do it all the time.
2: I immediately went to Facebook and just did a status that was nothing but uh, uh, I saw that eggplants yeah. and peaches, and I said, "Oh, this is totally not sexual. I swear." <laughs> wink, wink, you know, wink, wink.
3: I just but, anything that's coming. I just everybody, please bear in mind that there is always going to be an extra helping of chaotic, crazy, weird. Yes. In all of this, that mm-hmm. at any given time, some weird ass shit could happen. Yeah. Like, I just, I'm not like, I'm not getting happy about the impeachment votes yet because, I mean, I just, who fucking knows? Because, I mean, I know. you know, he's calling them and ordering them to storm into the skiff. I mean, who knows what the Freedom Caucus is going to pull? And yeah. just.
2: Oh, Oh, I know what I was going to mention, too. You know, I Montel Williams tweeted something earlier today. I don't know. We shouldn't give a shit about what Montel Williams has to say anymore. But he said something (laughs) that kind of infuriated me because it's torn right from the stupid, lame, unthoughtful script that gets wheeled out every once in a while, which is the Dems and disarray script. Uh Montel Williams (laughs) tweeted today.
3: Everything is good for John McCain.
2: Exactly. And this was that same kind of tweet. He said, Dems on the coast are going to get Trump reelected, dot, dot, dot. When you have nothing original to say about the election, you say this. It's, oh my God, the Dems are screwing themselves again. And, and of course, no mention of the fact that we have the most incompetent crooked idiot in the White House that's screwing over uh, members of Congress, Republican members of Congress, uh, all across and the without- board.
3: And who, without Russia's help, could lose to a glass of orange juice. Yeah, uh-huh. and, I, mean, yeah he, I mean, he's,
2: he's hurting yeah. the re-election chances of Republican senators and members of Congress. Meanwhile, meanwhile other uh, GOP congressmen are running for the escape pods, you know, resigning mm-hmm. and deciding not to run for a re-election, because they know it's going to be an uphill slog. Uh, but regardless of all of that, it's always going to be bad news for the Democrats. Good news for, like, like what happened in 2008, T-Rex, good news for John McCain. Mm-hmm. Always. Right you know what really hurts the Democrats is defeatism. Like I, I'm getting sick and tired of this meme going around where it's just, and I, but I really
3: I, feel like this is a media thing. Yeah. I feel like this is something that gets generated by media producers and the people who, own, uh-huh. you know, the, the broadcast companies, because it just seems like, just like the same thing with the, the Hillary Clinton email narrative. It's like they, they are obsessed with trying to be even handed and yeah. in the process they get way overboard and drag everything to the right. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's just, it's so frustrating. It makes me just want to shake people sometimes. Oh, I know. Please understand that everything that you were saying to me is the result of faulty framing. Yes. Like, I just.
2: The same level of frustration that I have, David, because uh, what irritates me, the thing that gets me revved up is not necessarily guys like Montel Williams doing the Dems in disarray bullshit again, but it's uh, Democrats, liberals, rank and file voters who see that stuff, and then they believe it, and then they internalize it, and Mm -hmm. then they repeat it as if it's true, as if it's a real thing. And it's not a real thing. The Democrats are uh, not only doing something that is extremely rare in Congress, which is to impeach a president. That, I mean, that in and of itself, you cannot possibly refer to the Democrats as being weak for that. Okay, you know what? I did this rant last week. It just occurred to me that I was, that I went off (laughs) on the same thing last week. So I'm not going to bore everybody with the same shit again. You guys know what I'm, you guys know what I'm talking about. Speaking of things that frustrate me, we're going to have to talk about Tulsi Gabbard on the postmortem show coming up on our Patreon page. Because she is everything Hillary said she is.
0: Yes, she is.
2: Yeah, just another...
3: I have not been following, so you guys get to fill me in and other listeners, who, Because I've just been like, I see her name and I click away.
2: She's, <laughs> like, she's just- being a fly in the ointment again, is what she's doing. Mm-hmm. And enough is enough. Uh, I think
3: it's happening early enough and that it's getting exposed and called out early enough that she won't actually be able to pull the, any like real damage on the election. yeah. But, yeah. I mean... Never underestimate people's ability to do stupid she's things in, in large the pool, numbers. She's though.
0: She's at 5% or something. I, I don't know stupid. how she's
2: tied. Or you know uh, who's tied with uh, Kamala Harris is Andrew Yang. What? I think they're, I think they're both at... Uh, Kamala Harris and Andrew Yang are both at like 6%, which That's is ridiculous. depressing. I was so... Yeah. Guys... I thought Kamala should be higher in the polls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she We're still
3: 15 months away. Like, I, I know, mean, it's
2: I Well,
0: no, but we start voting next in a few months. February. For, for the February. In the primaries. Yeah. So, I but, mean, I mean,
3: it's still not even November. Yeah, that's <laughs> I mean, true.
2: You know. That's true. We
3: haven't even been to Iowa yet. And, I mean, they, they're going to get that wrong because A couple they more debates. Do, yeah,
2: a few more debates in the meantime. Just, yeah.
3: yeah. It's all, I mean, please, let's yeah. not break a sweat over any pre-election polling right now. Well, speaking
2: of, speaking of election stuff, we've got some bad news coming out of your home state there, T-Rex. Uh, oh out God, of God, what, are we
3: radioactive?
2: More, Now more voter registration shenanigans happening in Georgia. Uh, so... <laughs>
4: I just, yeah.
3: this is just like part of our culture now that we just go ahead and live under stolen elections. I know, you know I know. You know, like I, Trump, and it, it's just, okay, we, sure, he cheated, we know it, everybody knows it, but we have to live with it, that's what, it's just...
2: Yeah, we've, resi- uh, we've resigned ourselves to thinking that every election we have to not only overcome the Republican opponent, but we have to overcome all of the structural impediments, but as far as the, you know, the voter suppression... And uh, voter registration shenanigans like this and all the rest of it. I mean, it's uh, Russia, (laughs) outside interference, Mm. Uh, shit, dark money. It's all just piled up and we got to continue to beef up, uh, get out the vote efforts to see if we can overcome it. All right, uh, goth ninjas. We got Jody Hamilton from the From the Bunker podcast and uh, T-Rex from the T-Rex Report podcast, patreon.com slash T-Rex Report. Okay, that's it. We'll see you on the post-mortem show, bobseskashow.com. Go and sign up for $5 a month if you want to hear us keep talking after this music is done. Uh, Meanwhile, see you on the after party tomorrow and have a great weekend, folks. Bye-bye.
0: Hey, it's Stephanie Miller, America's original sexy liberal if you don't count millard fillmore come join us for the happy hour podcast you're probably already doing plenty of drinking and swearing with this stain of a president in office well join me and my celebrity and comedian friends for a raunchy uncensored ride through politics and pop culture pants optional